Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. This week's episode is called, Can I Get Some Satisfaction? Memes, oftentimes parenting, when you're first introduced to it, can be quite overwhelming. I was actually speaking with a new mom. She's two months in <laughs> and just beginning to feel like feel the burn. Yeah, feel she's beginning burn. to feel like she's finally coming out of the fog. I said that's a fake that's a fake feeling because you're still in the fog. <laughs> it's like a mirage in the desert. It's just that her hormones are calibrating, so she's starting to feel a little bit more like herself, but she'll never get her head back. <laughs> yeah. So we were keeping it 100 for sure when we were talking about it. But there are things, Torn Tribe, that do allow you to experience satisfaction as a parent. There are those moments and there are those key milestones or happenings that happen in your like middle minutes of your day that you probably just, you know, keep moving by. So memes and i wanted to take the time and pause and be a little positive with you guys and talk about the satisfying things of parenting yeah i think it's it's what caused people to buy into it (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh yeah we're not diverting from our mission we're just staying on brand with our gratitude and um the the season of maybe taking some time um, for the little moments, right? Mm -hmm. I often have to be reminded that it's not the search for happiness. It's actually a lot of the being grateful for what you have, but the little moments that you can't curate because the harder you work for it, it usually doesn't turn out the way you expect or, um, but that can be very, very fulfilling and sometimes unexpected and unique to each parent that it might not, offer the same satisfaction to someone else um but that comes along and it's usually what like energizes you for the next challenge (laughs) or the next child either one so (laughs) yeah i haven't found the satisfaction deep enough (laughs) (laughs) you kill me but keeping it 100 you know it's like it's sharing both sides of the coin right like there's hard Parenting is hard. It's the hard good. Like we post this week out there on Instagram, folks. Like we try to share, like it is the hard good. And so there are some satisfying things in parenting, not just challenging things. And I will say this, being um, a mom of four boys and having a mix of like adoption and biological children, the one common thread of satisfaction is sharing passions with them. And I have children that have taken me to passions I did not know I had, like theater. Who knew I loved William Shakespeare so much? Like I enjoyed reading his stuff in high school, 
but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and realized my son's passion for Shakespeare and taking it to the stage. In performance. Yeah, yeah, in performance style, like just took it to a whole another level. I was like, oh man, this awoke something in me. I never thought I would be spending like days on in it at a theater. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely agree because I think there's a joy in sharing your own passions and just, uh, you know, giving them a peek into maybe what you were doing when they were, you were their age, uh, when you're revisiting topics that they're learning that maybe excited you or just the way they, they come home excited about it, give you an opportunity to look at it again. And maybe that wasn't exactly what um, your take was on it, but doing it together with them again um, does have that shared perspective um so i i think right now uh over the last few days soph's been doing a moon journal and you know our father will tell you i wrote about the moon when i learned about the moon i was i don't know what captivated me so much about the moon or space but she brought that home today she brought home something about the big dipper and we did like a little home activity um and it really resonated with what we were going to record about because just hearing her take and then I never had a cool like little cup flashlight activity to bring home a constellation. But that um, that new take on it allowed me to open up and say, you know, this is one of my favorite units and I definitely interpreted it in my own way as well, but love sharing it with her. So I think they teach you to be open to new things. I think we have, because uh, even friends sometimes can't really put you on to something the way your kids can, or, you know, you can have someone in your life and you're like, yeah, that's your thing. But <laughs> with your kids, you are so much more willing. Um, and I would say my kind of uh, other experience of role model influences through education and sometimes just the way a student shows bravery and I definitely see this in the kids that how they show bravery in the different things they tackle and take risks shows me their passion and and kind of ignites my own to take that bravery and that thing I'm excited about yeah and I think passion seeing your child be passionate about something is so satisfying especially if you're a parent um that it took a while for your child to find something they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the early years of parenting, um, being that our, our first son was adopted from Ukraine and he had been in the orphanage for so long that it was kind of hope deferred, made the heart sick. And so he didn't really know what he liked or didn't like. He liked everything for acceptance reasons and nothing you know, particularly because of himself. So when he finally found that thing that spoke to him and made him smile and made him desire to do it, we had to like get behind that because it had taken so long to foster that. So it is exciting to see them do things, you know, you expose them to stuff, but once they start gravitating towards a particular thing, I don't know. For me personally, I just found that really satisfying. It's like, oh, you are becoming a little more independent, right? Like you're finding what 
causes you to tick. Yeah, it's interesting to see the things that you don't have to remind them of or that the hours kind of get away from them because they're enraptured in the exploration and the curiosity and the learning and the challenge. Um, so it's also really satisfying to be able to witness them in that state. Yeah, regardless of the passion. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that I often find satisfying with my parenting journey is the glimpses into each of my son's uniqueness. They have each, and I have done a terrible job at this. I wish I would have started earlier, like writing down a chronicle of all the profound things that each son has said to me that has made me either think differently or see them differently. I'm like, oh, you're a whole lot more insightful and aware of what's going on in this home and in this family or in this society than I am. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, that was deep. <laughs> Let me take notes. Um, but yeah, it, just seeing their uniqueness and even their gestures. Like I will say the first time I saw one of my sons desire to write a thank you note to someone, I was deeply satisfied. <laughs> um, I think it's when we were discussing this and you noted like the innocence that can sometimes shimmer through them in their own unique way or like like a wholesomeness, something that is very just innate to them. Um, the satisfaction, I think, for me is in their ability to express it in the the candor that it like that it comes from because they're like especially when they're a little younger less judgment or sometimes they kind of respond in this way of like well what you know of course it's this because to them it's just so matter of fact it's just like the the pressure and the um i think recently with the move i had asked like of what her favorite part was or something. And it was just like, let me everything. It was just like, it was <laughs> like, I'm happy with it. So there was no picking it apart, which was really, a, you know, like my assumption that one thing had to elevate over the other. But then it was this holistic, like when I sign up for it, I'm in it. And yeah. so I love all of it was pretty enlightening to me. Yeah, or even like, and I, I might have shared this previously on a podcast, but my youngest son's reaction to learning how to swing and pump his own legs on a swing at the park. Like I had never verbalized the feeling I had the day that I learned how to do that. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody else. But he was like, I am free. <laughs> I don't need anybody to push me. And it was like a declaration of, you know, liberty. And I'm like, wow, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's actually an independent move right there. <laughs> now you can enjoy that swing and not have to nag anybody to push you. So it, it's just interesting because I had never seen anyone embrace swinging like that. You know, I've heard of people express like the competitions on the swings and you know, the people sitting and the people standing and pumping together and trying to get higher and everybody dreams of going over the pole, you know, <laughs> the bar above you. But just his like outright outburst of recognizing, connecting what was physical.
and what was emotionally and mentally happening at the same time was pretty cool. Which I I think it's those moments that highlight for me their separateness. There's so many things I think we look for naturally in our parenting that like that shows the connection or how we're part of each other from our time together, from the nurturing, from um, shared bonds. But those are the things that kind of remind me how they are their own separate, unique beings. Yeah, for sure. And I will say kind of to your point of like the things that we definitely like each parent has in their mind as like, Oh, I'm, being a good parent or I'm satisfied if my child knows this. I will say the teaching your children, and this part has never decreased in satisfaction. For each child, I felt quite satisfied that they knew their alphabet, they knew it phonetically, and they were early readers. Like that felt like such huge satisfaction sometimes i'm like oh maybe i tell you to read too early because i'm like i didn't actually want you to be able to read that note <laughs> we can't spell anymore in front of you <laughs> and like, you're maybe like a 10 second delay you know um but that teaching your child the power of reading is so satisfying i would say that since i've had the ex that mostly the teaching of reading has been with soph and I've had the experience with her that developmentally, I, I definitely use the metaphor that parenting is this mirror, um, set the bar high for myself, kind of feel the impact of what she does and when she does it falling on us. Like, did we do that right? Did we start? And Soph has always had like a six month difference from like what the target or early end of it would be. Mm -hmm. And it's been a little humbling, partly because she always gets, she's been getting there, you know? Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but it's taught me also the, like, everyone's journey is different. And so that that's why even when you're thinking of their passions, what comes naturally to one or to yourself versus what just sheer interest builds for them. Because while some on paper tested things took a little longer for self. There were still other things that came so naturally, but weren't. And, and honestly, as an educator, I just recognize they're not areas that we track the same way. Right. So like how she hears beats or can choreograph or sing songs or create, right. Like her imagination and curiosity, there is no real measure for that but there were these other things and because these other things had these markers that I've signed up to in society I definitely felt the like oh you should be doing x but there was a satisfaction in kind of letting go of that and seeing her process because you know she gets there and she gets there in her own way and she gets there with her own spin to it so that's been satisfying too yeah I was gonna say like honestly each child's accomplishment because I remember doing, as a high school student, one of the things I used to do for volunteer hours was go and tutor kids in their subjects of elementary school and even ESL, right? Like I helped teach an ESL class to adults and teenagers that were trying to learn the English language. And even though 
it was exciting to see people begin to grasp it. There wasn't the same level of satisfaction when I taught my own son mm-hmm. who spoke Russian how to speak English. It was very different. And the same thing with the reading. It's like, yeah, I was happy that I taught that kid how to read. But when it came to my own kid, it was like this sense of liberation, this sense of now we have charted the course and we've like made it to the top of the mountain. I don't know. There was just this deep, profound satisfaction in the parenting journey that you don't really tap into in the other realms of like, whether it's education or a profession, it's just very different. And I don't know if it's the the closeness that seeing this person day in and day out and knowing, you know, everything about them that causes the parenting journey to be a little more fulfilling. And I think it's, I think it's being on the journey in such an invested way. Yeah. Right. Like there, there's a portion to being a tutor or a teacher or that, and I, I think it's also a value judgment is that I've always, my first teachers, I consider my parents. I consider myself and, oh, the kids' first teachers. And so when, I think in evaluating that way, when you go on that journey together and the stakes are like, your successes are my successes and not in a like, take the shine from you kind of way, but in like, we did the blood, sweat and tears together. Yeah. I definitely think it's more satisfying. Yeah, for sure. So each accomplishment, and that is the awesome thing with parenting that I didn't think, you know, because I always, um, I'm always conscious of, am I championing my child because these are the things he's passionate about and he wants to accomplish, or am I trying to get a second chance at something (laughs) that I might have blown at that age when I was that young? And so with their accomplishments, it's been so satisfying because I can tell that it really, yes, I'm here invested in them, working with them, me and Steve, like blood, sweat and tears, working with them, but it's not something, um, they're not necessarily chasing something I would ever have gone after. And that's exciting Mm -hmm. to see. I will also say the other satisfying thing with parenting is the passing down of traditions and making new traditions with their personalities and what they bring to the table. So I always think that's interesting because like, for instance, we're coming close to it, you know, the holiday season. And it's interesting to me how my son's Things that I didn't think were a tradition, they do. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we do that every year. And I'm like, do we? Do we really? Like, we had this long discussion about whether or not we do Christmas PJs. But I I, I don't think we do, but they do. <laughs> so it's just satisfying to know that they are conscious and they're they're equally as excited about the year and the different things we do throughout the year that are pretty predictable that we're going to do them. I agree. And it, on our end, it's, it's been a journey and because in kind of blending and creating our family, Justin's age 
I think I was a bigger kid into our Christmas tree and decorating together than he was. He's like, I think he accepted my, my excitement, but was definitely like, do we have to play the music and have the hot chocolate and do all, like right now, that this is where we are. This is the zone we're in. We've crossed Thanksgiving and now this is the zone we're in. But I think over time, and I think, um, I love putting up his old um, ornaments from when he was younger and um, has definitely created more of the bond and the, uh, like the appreciation for my joy in it, the participation, and then the passing it down. And And then you add little people to it and then it felt even more organic that it was like, let's, this is our thing and we're gonna make, we're always gonna do this thing. Yeah, it's satisfying to see them embrace it, put their own spin on it, um, for them to look forward to things like whether it's like family vacations or it, like I think it's interesting for my kids and I'm satisfied by this that they actually look for family. Like I was asking my second oldest, like, what does he want to do for his birthday? He's like writing plans for his grandparents to take him to five different places. Not saying that's going to happen, but it's exciting that he actually <laughs> wants to do that. And meanwhile, I remember growing up and getting to a certain age and dreading having to go be around tons of family. And they're the opposite. I'm like, oh, this is what my parents probably wanted me to feel like and be excited about what they were trying to build in me. But I was a stubborn teenager. But you know, to see them excited about their aunts and their uncles and their cousin and um, looking for their grandparents and like asking about their grandparents. Uh, you know, like today we were on our drive back from the basketball game and Sam's first phone call is to his Lella and he's asking her, you're coming over for Christmas, right? Like he's not even talking about the game. <laughs> he just skips to like Christmas and she's like, uh, did you do good in your game? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be there. But just their concern for their family is satisfying because you're like, oh, I'm raising decent human beings. <laughs> yeah, and the sharing of the joy that the traditions don't always have to be, right? They're not just their birthday traditions. They're not the ones that put the spotlight on them. You know, when I hear them note, other people's birthdays and you know even the family pets and mm -hmm. um just celebration and unity and coming together with joy so for sure and like the unity and the coming together i will say this being a parent to multiple children there is a huge satisfaction when you see your children stand up for one another and whether they notice you're watching or not when they actually treat or, each other with kindness or against you <laughs> yeah yeah that's true sometimes they, they gather together against the ranks when they when they finally can do the math and be like they're outnumbered <laughs> But there is a great sense of satisfaction in the fact that they're bonding. Like, they're not just bickering all the time and competing against each other all the time, but that they're actually 
seeing one another and caring about one another. It is the sweetest thing when my when one of my sons goes to get a haircut, he always brings back tons of lollipops to make sure each bro gets a lollipop. <laughs> and it's something that the youngest one has started and like everybody complies. So now the oldest goes to get a haircut, comes back with lollipops for everybody. Um, so just even seeing, when he's getting the side that. eye at the barbershop. Yeah, so why you're an adult now? Why are you picking from the kids' lollipop jar? <laughs> yeah, I have to say, seeing them, uh, their communication, their terms of affection, the distance, the um, it, it's very satisfying to see. Yeah, so that ban- that bond, that banding together, um. I will say another satisfying thing, Torn Tribe, and I don't know if you guys feel it, but I I feel the victory when it happens because it's getting harder and harder to do this each day. If I get everybody in bed by 8 p.m., that is like the most satisfying feeling. I feel like I just, you know, closed a $4 million contract. (laughs) Honestly. Because it's like, man, how many negotiations did I have to do? (laughs) How many sit-ins, you know, did I have to cross off the list before the house is absolutely quiet at 8 p.m.? No, I agree. When when they've expired and the day comes to a neat close and you can have a healthy transition from the chaos of outside, the chaos inside. You can be alone with your thoughts or with your partner. It's bliss. I know. And honestly, like I saw a little sleeping newborn the other day. I'm like, it doesn't change. Like they could be 21, 22 years old. When they're sleeping, that's the most angelic view of them. Like that is the best view of them. Like, yes. Stay still with your eyes closed. Keep breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is victory. And then, you know, I think most of us track these until, I don't know, some people do the, like, yearly school pictures and have the full frame. I'm not one of those people. I can't keep up. But as embracing their independence, as that child's slowly becoming more independent, It is satisfying along with a handful of tears, right? Because sometimes you're like, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready for the next milestone. I can't believe we're already here. But it is satisfying to see them achieve each milestone and be successful. Starting with like meme. I remember like potty training for each of my kids, like teaching a human being to pee in a pot, like (laughs) who? so satisfying yep that's it's symbolic uh even though i carry a huge bag when it's just for me but it's symbolic that the huge bag is not filled with diapers and wipes and and ointment and extra clothes because oh my gosh like goodness yes and even the extra clothes all the way up until like honestly i carry them until seven because they're just like i got caught up in the game yeah come on (laughs) go to the bathroom (laughs) there is a pause button (laughs) you can pause the game but 
there's I don't know. Potty trading, I think, is like probably very metaphorical for every stage of life. <laughs> <laughs> but super satisfying. I'll say the other satisfying milestone, and I haven't gotten sick of it, no matter how many times I've done it, is getting my kid through kindergarten. Kindergarten, to me, like even if my child has gone to preschool, kindergarten is still a huge satisfying milestone because it's like, okay, they know how to write their name. They know how to like communicate to another human being what they what their needs are. They're surviving longer periods of the day without me <laughs> present. And they bring their best selves. Like the fact that they return to school for first grade is satisfying. Like they're not quitting on me right after kindergarten. I think it also gives them like a that entry in a different way than preschool because of their awareness into like the broader world. So I agree because kindergarten was very celebratory. There was just it I could just see her embracing other people's culture, the routine, you know, oh, when the teacher has a conference with you, I have a half day or I don't have this or right? Like their yeah. part they get their own rhythm on the <laughs> on the wheel. Yeah, it's huge. I, I don't know, like, and getting those projects completed with the kid that's in kindergarten is hard. <laughs> very, very hard. But the fact that you survive it and you have, like, credible, you know, artifacts to prove you did it and you did it to, you know, they did it to the best of their ability, I think it's just outstanding. Because you don't get that satisfaction feeling again until like fifth grade when they move on to middle school. Because first, second, third, and fourth, and fifth are kind of like, ah, oh, they all blur together. <laughs> they do the natural progression. But that jump from kindergarten first, I think is huge. And then, you know, we're doing the fifth to sixth now. And I went to this middle school meeting and I'm like, man, I am so satisfied with the fact that like, He's about to embrace like a whole bunch of new things. It's kind of like kindergarten all over again, but for middle school. Uh -huh. So I don't know. Kindergarten, sixth grade, and obviously your seniors. <laughs> Sending them forth to wherever they go, college or, you know, to a career. But Which very satisfying. Yeah, it gets to our final category of finding their purpose and calling. Yeah, I, I would say that was the most, is the most scary part of parenting is not knowing whether or not your child is going to figure out what they want to do with their life, you know, because it, there's still a lot of adults out there. And I, I would put myself in this category now that I'm like slowly approaching 40 guys. I'm reconsidering my life and I'm like, did I choose the right degree? I don't really have that passion anymore. <laughs> like, and you want to yeah. kind of reinvent yourself. And I, I really appreciated highlighting this because I think it's also that interest coming with the tools of what to do 
you know, because we happen to have college age kids who who have a very strong interest in an area, but I think they've also utilized the tools that if they weren't specifically interested yet, they would have gotten some exposure that might have led them in a direction or another because of the interest in activities and the trying new things and sharing passions, right? Like the theater and sports and community service and projects and um, the circle they surround themselves Mm -hmm. with. So I think part of that purpose and calling is also that it, the trajectory is just going to look so different for them. We're also not probably going to stay in the same industry or role throughout our whole career. There's so many more pivots, but they have all the tools and they've done all the things early to get to know themselves better and to see what they will put into what they want. Right? They are both so driven and hold the bar for themselves of what successfully fulfilling the things they're doing in this stage are that I don't have any doubts that if they were to change their mind or pivot, they would know where to go from there. Correct. And that's so different than past generations. I just think they've done a good job exploring, but I think we've also like encouraged this seeking and and like trying and figuring out that help them be so much more grounded (laughs) at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's so satisfying to know that they've chosen, you know, a path and a degree because early on in your parenting journey with that child, I will say for us, like a lot of it was trial and error. It's like, okay, we're going to do a season of soccer or we're going to stick out the season of baseball. We're going to stick out the season of guitar lessons and And see where it goes Mm -hmm. and see where it goes. And so our, my encouragement to our tribe is that if your child seems to be like the wind, you don't know where they're coming from or where they're going because they just get excited about anything or they get discouraged really easily and they quit everything to not necessarily view that as a negative. Because to me, the exploration is the best thing. I would say that has been the most satisfying part of the entire journey is seeing how many different ways across all four of my sons that we can explore this earth. Because it not it, none of my kids, it looks the same. <laughs> like they've all done different things. And how we parent them and what they expose us to is all different. But it's slowly driving them to the same place, which is finding their purpose and their calling. You know? And it's interesting, Mean, because since me and Steve work from home, they're exposed to us working 24-7. And they've all like very clearly at like the age of three, we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm happy to have been the guinea pig in the cage for you <laughs> to know that this is not your, this is not your jam. <laughs> but it is funny what they think that I do, it, which is they think I just sit around all day talking. <laughs> That's not what I do to a job. <laughs> They're so funny. Well, memes, I want Torn Tribe to share with us what's satisfying them on their parenting journey at the moment. Um, share with us your satisfaction. 
And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. And memes, now for our favorite men, you know, segment, where we share what's helping us keep it together. What's mending you? Well, as I'm battling the remains of the flu, literally, it is rest. And no plug here, but Theraflu, tea, and sleeping like just rest is literally mending my soul and my body yeah you need a pause mm-hmm. <laughs> well I'm, I'm hoping that this you know you finally kick it to the curb the flu has been getting everybody mm-hmm. it's not good what has been mending you um what's been mending me let's see uh, the ability to Find space to process. I've been waking up and having the time. I have found a way, and I don't know. I think it's maybe Steve is probably my man because he has chosen to do a new workout routine. So every day he's like getting up super early. He's either fasting or doing a Peloton or running. But I've been trying to wake up at the same time as him, which are ungodly hours to Mm -hmm. try. But (laughs) I've been waking up at the same time as him. But instead of like running like he is, (laughs) I am just playing this other podcast meditation and just letting my mind unravel because I realized what's not mending me is the fact that my mind never shuts off. So I haven't been getting the rest like you're talking about because my brain can't stop. Uh-huh. That's a good, that's a good post or, oh, that's a good episode topic or, oh, snap, we're coming to that deadline at work or I forgot to write that review. <laughs> so it's just constantly going or, you know, I can't believe that the school year second quarter is almost done. <laughs> like just uh-huh. So I've been trying to keep with his regimen and use it differently, but use him as my alarm clock. So thanks, Steve, for being my mend. Yeah, you're talking about the big purple elephants I feel sitting on my chest in the middle of the night. The things running through your mind. They're with me, which is probably half the reason why this flu caught my body so weakened. Yeah, it's just there's just a lot of things on fast forward that need to just slow down. (laughs) But memes tell our folks how to stay connected with us. Yes, we are at TornaMLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we would love an email from you, so please write us to TornMLB at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.